Good evening. Welcome to True Crime Time. I'm your host, Megan, back with another episode of Mystery and Intrigue. I don't know that what we're going to talk about is that mysterious, but we're going to uh, give it a shot. We have a returning guest who also happens to be my sister. It's Bonnie. Hello. Welcome back. How's it going? It is going. I am feeling extra salty today, so I, <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about this case thing, yeah. which I have no idea of, no knowledge of what this is at this point. That's right. Thank you for telling. Thank you for telling the people. So I started doing, I don't know if you noticed or picked up on this, I started doing a booze corner with Lou. <laughs> I'll continue that. Um, I don't think anyone cares, but who are we without our traditions? Are you drinking anything exciting? I, I am drinking something exciting. I am drinking a truly fruit punch, which is, in my opinion, one of the most delicious hard seltzers in the market and no i am not being sponsored in any way by truly i feel like you're doing too much for not being sponsored honestly but it's so good that <laughs> I, I i have to share yeah i have to tell you i also have a truly i have a watermelon lemonade that sounds obnoxious it's a lemonade i know what it, i know what it is um <laughs> yeah so truly if you want to sponsor us um otherwise i'm not talking about your product ever again anyway today what a segue we are going to talk about the Icebox murders. Does that ring a bell? She's making a face. Do you know anything? I'm not sure. Maybe once you start talking about it, it sounds familiar. You know what's interesting? When I actually looked up this, it seemed like there were like two cases that were both called the Icebox murders. Okay. So that might be confusing to people. I'm interested. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, sources include Wikipedia and True Crime Tales, TX for Texas.com. So, in 1965, an unemployed man named Charles Rogers was living with his parents, Fred, 81, no relation to TV's Fred Rogers. I was going to say. I knew you were. And Edwina, 73, in Houston, Texas. It's been said that Charles was pretty reclusive and mainly communicated with his parents by slipping notes under the door, which seems fine and normal. He was so reclusive that the neighbors didn't even know he lived there. Because for the most part, he left before the sun rose and came back after dark. Huh. Where was he going? He was unemployed. Nobody knows. So, a little bit about Charles. He went to college at the University of Houston. He earned a Bachelor of Science in Nuclear Physics. So we're talking about an intelligent guy. He was also a uh, pilot in the Navy during World War II and apparently also worked with the Office of Naval Intelligence. After the war, Charles got a job with Shell Oil for almost 10 years where he worked as a seismologist. Reportedly, and my page just skipped ahead on me, don't you love technology? Reportedly, Charles also spoke seven different languages. So he's, but he's all he did on. was slip his parent all those languages. He just gave his parents notes under the door. Do you think maybe he wrote them like he picked different languages every day? That was going to be my next question. Were yeah. they all in English? That's not, that's not something anyone said. So I don't know. Thanks a lot, Wikipedia. Thanks for nothing. Um, he also liked ham radios, which are not radios of ham, come to find out. Um, unfortunately, you know, that kind of bummed me out when I was like, oh, that's a ham radio. And then I was like, it's not actually a... Why do they call it a ham radio? Do we know? You know, I know it has something to do, like, it's an acronym that means, like, something airwave... Ham. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ham means ham. That's what we're going to do with it. No, but it does mean something smart. I'm just not smart enough to know what it is. 
Um, he also joined something called the Civil Air Patrol in the early to mid-1950s and met David Ferry, who was an alleged conspirator in the JFK assassination. So pretty interesting life. Yeah, yeah he I had a- never heard of a, someone with the last name of Ferry related to the JFK assassination. So that is a whole nother can Well, that might be a reason for that, right? Yeah. They don't want you to know. Um, in 1957, he abruptly quit his job without giving any kind of reason. So we go back to him living with his parents back to 1965 in our little time machine with our ham radio. On June 23rd, two officers from Houston PD went to do a welfare check on the Rogers home. Edwina's nephew, his name was Marvin, had called them because he had been calling the house for several days and nobody had answered. So they knocked on the door. There's no answer. After a few attempts, the officers forced their way into the home and found nothing unusual. Hmm. They did notice there was food sitting on the dining room table, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. One of the officers opened the refrigerator, which is like, is that part of a wellness check? I feel like (laughs) normally probably not. Yeah. Like why? Was he hungry? He was just looking for a little snack. Um, maybe some ham. I don't know. I'm going to keep, I'm going to beat that. There's a ham radio here. I'm really going to beat that to death. So everyone buckle up for that. Um, he did notice, this isn't funny, but I'm going to, I'm still thinking about ham. So he noticed a lot of unwrapped meat stacked on the shelves. Which, but think about, like, I personally just wouldn't leave loose, unwrapped meat in my fridge. Well, who but, would? Who would? Well, but I don't know. The 60s were a different time. Maybe it was not unusual. Listeria wasn't, like, a thing back then, and we no. just left things. Okay. Yeah. Like, sure. even look at, like, the seven, like the car seats we had for babies in the 70s. It was just, like. <laughs> there were no car seats. It was just, like, loose, like, a chain of loose cigarettes wrapped around their <laughs> waist. I think of that sometimes when I buckle my own son into his actual car seat. That you wish you had a cigarette belt for him to... How, how different the times A are. safety belt. Um, yeah, so maybe it wasn't unusual. What was unusual, however, was that as the officer was closing the door, he happened to notice that in addition to the random meat towers in the fridge, there were also two human heads in the vegetable drawer. Oh my god yeah they were the heads of fred and edwina rogers unfortunately and upon closer inspection the meat was dismembered torsos and limbs um when a search of the surrounding area was done fred and edwina's organs were also found in a, a nearby sewer and they had been apparently cut up and flushed from the toilet in the home like they were able to trace it huh. yeah oh it's not god. it's not a good day at the rogers house certainly uh it was determined that the couple had been murdered on June 20th, which is also Father's Day, which is Aww. sad. Uh, an autopsy would reveal that Fred had been bludgeoned with a claw hammer, and also uh, his eyes had been gouged out, and oh. also his genitals had been removed. So there's a lot going on here. Um, they reported, okay. yeah, that Edwina had been beaten and shot in the head, kind of like execution style, but just really awful terrible things. Uh, It was determined that both bodies had been dismembered in the upstairs bathroom and that the person who did it seemed to have some kind of knowledge of human anatomy. Despite the violence that had clearly occurred inside the house, there was very little blood found. So the house appeared to have been cleaned very well. There was a little bit of blood they did find, and it kind of led to Charles's bedroom. Uh, Inside, they found a bloodstained saw. They said a keyhole saw, which I had to look up. What is a keyhole saw? I don't know what that is. It's very long and narrow, 
Um, it's, it's kind of like a smaller one. Wikipedia told me that it's typically used for kind of small, awkward features for on like building materials and stuff like that. Okay, I can picture it. Yeah. So they find that, but no Charles. A warrant was then issued for Charles as a material witness to a crime, but he was never found. Never? Still? Never. Well, let's not get ahead of it. Okay. So 10 years later in 1975, a local judge declared Rogers dead in absentia, so legally dead, so that his estate could be settled. This case is still unsolved, and Charles has been the only suspect. Oh, wow. Yes. But I did find a theory... Um, one, it seems that it was actually originated, um, from a book called the man on the grassy knoll per the book, Charles Rogers was actually a CIA uh, agent who impersonated Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. That's a name I can say and worked together with a man named Charles Harrelson, uh, as the shooters in the JFK assassination. Interesting. Yes. The book states that Charles Rogers, Charles Harrison and Chauncey Holt were arrested in Dealey Plaza after the assassination. Um, and that the reason that Charles had murdered his parents was because he found out that his mom, Edwina, had been tracking his phone calls. It was then stated that he fled to Guatemala. So there doesn't appear to be any proof that upholds any of this information. It does seem a bit far-fetched, but at the same time, we don't know too much about this person, right? right? He was really smart and he was very secretive. Uh, and maybe he was doing secret CIA things when he quit his job. And that's why he was leaving the house, um, even though he lived with his parents and was seemingly unemployed. Hmm. Because honestly, where can you go that, like, no one sees you during right. the day? Right. So no one ever sees you, like, feeding the pigeons, playing chess in the park, <laughs> shopping at Walmart or whatever the equivalent of Walmart was back in the day. Like, yeah. I, I right. going to the I, ham radio convention going to the ham radio store <laughs> and or convention. Right. I think it's it, since he already was associated with the CIA, probably not that weird that perhaps that's where he was going, but like, well, I have a couple of comments about the murder, the murders themselves. Mm -hmm. My first comment would be kind of neither here nor there, but, his parents must have had very small heads to fit in the vegetable drawer. <laughs> That's Much not smaller than the heads of something in, someone in our family, which would never fit in a vegetable drawer ever. That's true. For context, everyone, she's referring to the, apparently, um, the lot of us have very large heads, which is something we have proven through a head measuring contest <laughs> for true. some reason. Um, that is not super important for you to know. Just a comment. Just to But it's not something, it's not something you can't unknow. Just something I was thinking of. Yeah. But, okay, so, you know, if we're going with the theory of him murdering his parents because his mom was tracking his phone calls, why the genital stuff with his dad? Well, that's a good point. So I actually had noted, it's down here in my notes, let's scroll and see what happens. Yeah, so one, one of the things that occurred to me is it definitely sounds like there was anger or, you know, or rage because you don't just randomly take a hammer to someone's head and then gouge their eyes out and then remove their Ugh. nether parts, right? It was giving me a little bit of, like, Ed Kemper with his mom. Yeah. With his mom's head. Oh, horrible yes. thing she did. He did turn her head. Um, but because he had that rage, like, he was so upset with her and so angry with her. And that's not really something someone passing on by is going to take the time to do. Because also, by contrast, 
even though what happened to his mother was terrible and awful and no one would ever want to go through that, it does seem lesser if you think about maybe the scale of emotion right. behind it. Right. So that's definitely something that occurred to me as well. You said you had other, were there other comments that you had? Um, I mean, that's pretty much just what jumped out at me when we're talking about the murder. The and heads and the, and the severity of the... The heads and the severity specifically to the yeah. dad. Um, in my opinion, I think murdering someone with a hammer is like the scariest thing I could imagine. The scariest kind of tool. I don't know if it's because it's so readily available anywhere. But it's also close. It's you have very to be close, close and intimate. And then there's like the claw. I feel part. like it's not as close. I, Cause I, I feel like, you know, they talk about this in all the classes, like law classes and, and, uh, you know, criminal classes and psychology classes. But like, I really feel, I think stabbing is the most personal because you're so close, but still any kind of close, like blunt, yeah. blunt object. Yeah, just the idea of it, the idea of it really freaks me out. But then if, if he was just going to, his plan was to flee because he didn't want anyone to catch on to what he was doing. Why wouldn't he have just left without murdering his parents? You know, like why do both things? Well, that's. Yeah, no, I agree with I agree with that too. But also, if you think like, let's say on the flip, someone wants to make the case where he didn't do it. Right? Who did? Who did? Right. But also, why was the house so pristine? Right. And like, there's no trace of him anywhere. Right. And no one finds him. So that's like, I feel like it can't. You could you could try to argue it, but like based on what? Just because he's not there. Like that, um, like how it's very hard to get a murder conviction without a body. Right. You also like vice versa. Right. But it's, I feel like it's different because if you can't see that someone has passed away and you can't see their corpse, right. It's hard. They could have run away. Right. They could have gone wherever. But if someone's a murderer and flees, like we can still kind of put together that they were a murderer, but I feel like you still can't like convict Right. Based on that. Right. And how old was he when this all happened? Do we know? Oh, God. He was like 40, 100 years old. Uh, he was... Like, he wouldn't still be alive now. You never know. Or he might be. You know, it's funny. I really thought I had the age. I'm going to look. I'm going to have to look up the age because I don't have it here. But you think he was a pilot in World War II, so... Oh, he probably will no longer alive it's probably a good he may be a skeleton chance for all we know yeah we don't know hmm. maybe he's listening right now that could be a thing too in his nursing home he's like a hundred <laughs> and whatever years old thinking um, back to the good old days oh my gosh he's like i do miss my ham radio <laughs> he's like what idiots don't even know what that is and you're right i apologize for that but for nothing else i've said um so a forensic accountant named hugh i'm gonna mess up his next name his last name, Gardenier, Gardenier, one of those. It's one of those. Is it Gardenier, like Garnier Chateau? Oh, it might be really fancy. fancy like that. I don't know. There was no accent. Sorry, Hugh. We're Sorry. Um, he, Hugh, we'll just go back with you, along with his wife, Martha, took an interest in the case and actually continued to investigate. They believe that he definitely did murder his parents, which, yeah, I was leaning that mm -hmm. way myself, mm -hmm. and then moved to Honduras, where he later was killed. 
They do not believe the claims from the book that Charles was an agent of the CIA because really, again, where's evidence? Mm -hmm. So they just based on no evidence, they're like, uh, I don't know. They did say, though, that they believe he did deal with the CIA when he was working as a seismologist. So I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So there are pieces. Right. So according to the uh, to Wikipedia, the Gardeniers, <laughs> very fancy. <laughs> they're like, they're listening to you. They're like, that's, that's, they're like, thank you. That's wrong. You sound really fancy. <laughs> Um, they think that Charles had planned the murder of his mom and dad because his father was abusive to him, mm, which does, that does explain that lines up a little better with what I was yes, thinking of was stealing his money. Uh, they also believe that his parents were con, uh, con uh, words, con artists who regularly were involved with fraud and gambling. So that's interesting as well. That is very interesting. Yeah. I personally, when I'm hearing a story like this and I'm thinking about someone's parents, I just, for whatever reason, think of like sweet older parents right. who are just regular normal people. But of course, they could be any kind of people. They could be any kind of people. Yeah. It is interesting, though, that there's not a ton of information about this online. So there's not really people being like, oh, no, they were good people. Like, there's yeah. no... There's none of that. So it's possible. Hmm. Um, but also, if you think about it, too, he's living in his parents' house, even if they're even if they're the worst people in the world. He's living in his parents' house. He passes them notes under the doors. He leaves in the morning, doesn't come back till nighttime. It still sounds weird. Oh, he even if he they're the worst. He definitely sounds weird. Very much so. Right. He doesn't seem like a normal um, person. And then additionally, if you dislike your family enough to only communicate to with them by slipping them notes under the door in whatever language it may have been in, which we're not sure per our earlier conversation. French. Um, <laughs> um, why wouldn't you just like look for a job and then go live somewhere else on your own? Where you don't have to talk to anyone, notes or otherwise. I'm not making light. I'm, I would never make light of a murder case. But I just, a situation occurred to me where it's like he passes them a note in like French. And they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> they're like, goddamn Charles and his epic notes. <laughs> like, right? Like maybe he just was not. Do they slip him food under the door back? Like what are the notes saying? What's the purpose? Are, is it like, I want roast beef for dinner tonight? You know that he said, don't touch my ham radio. <laughs> That's the Change the channel on my ham radio, please. One Or change it one more time <laughs> and see what happens. Oh, yeah, it could, we don't know. It could be any of those scenarios. Um, hmm. So. Did he have any friends or anything? That had none any, to speak he just, of. He just left. Yeah, he just left. Um. So they also believe, the Gardiniers, let's say, <laughs> they believe that initially when he left Texas and the U.S., he fled to Mexico. And the reason he wasn't found was because he had made powerful friends through his love of his ham radio. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything's possible. People yeah. have all different interests. Right. And also because they were saying between that... And also his work with like the oil companies, perhaps he was like, he had connections in some way mm. to help him get, get away. That essentially, oil money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lastly, they apparently theorized that Charles wound up in Honduras 
And there he was killed over a wage dispute with miners, which seems like a very specific theory. Yeah. I would like to know how they came up with that. Like miners, like young people or miners? (laughs) Mining for things. (laughs) Miners who work in the mine. Okay. (laughs) No, no. Like actual like miners. I was like, like, that is an interesting theory. What was he doing in What was he doing with the miners? No, um, I think that they were thinking that he went to work. Like, that was his job. He was like, I'm going to go work in the coal mines or whatever mines are in Honduras. What mines are in Honduras? Is that where I said? Yeah, Honduras. Maybe some kind of gemstone, perhaps? I don't know. I'm going to look into it. Okay. But here's the good news. Lucky for me, maybe you all too, they published a book in the early 2000s called The Icebox Murders, which publishers weekly referred to as fact-based fiction, so basically, we will never know for sure, but I would like to read that book. Interesting. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yes. Um, did you find out about the mines? I did. Apparently, they mine for, at least now, they mine for gold, silver, copper, lead, and zinc. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Honduras. So So it seems like a good, if you're going to be a miner, that seems to be the place that you do that. But is zinc like a lucrative thing to mine for? Perhaps that's what the wage dispute was about. I mean, well, for health. You take zinc to be healthy. Take like a is it fetch a good price on the market? I don't know. I um, we need to learn more. I cannot comment on that because <laughs> I may or may not be affiliated with an undisclosed vitamin company. I will not discuss that any further. But maybe, maybe I'm interested. Maybe I will go source it and see how that works out for me. Um, and perhaps I will also not disclose what I do. I'm interested in the oil. <laughs> theory we sound really <laughs> weird the two of us seem very but we'll just we'll we'll we will continue to be mysterious and <laughs> it's a I, no one cares that's the honest they're like why do they think we care about what's going on it's fine it's fine i care about you still though just yes. so you know um but so i mean i feel like this is a silly question i just have to ask do you think he did it it seems like he probably did it, yes. Yeah. He seems like kind of a strange bird who just who just did it. He did. Even, Alle- even alleged allegedly did it. I feel like he did it. You really. can yeah. Not I mean, allegedly, but like you, really. You can't say that. Under That's my feeling. Under the law. Yeah, you can say I feel like he really did it. Yeah. But you can't say I feel like he did it really. <laughs> I feel like he allegedly really did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean what do you think, if if any, of the theories that we have discussed, what do you think is the closest one for you? Or if none of them, what do you think became of him? I mean, I don't know about this wage dispute and all that, but I think that likely he probably went through all the experiences that were reported. He was in the military, went to college and, and whatnot, probably got kind of messed up in the service, which you know, can happen. I'm sure he's seen a lot of, of things. Sure. He was certainly. And I think that he just was a little off after that and liked his ham radio a whole lot and (laughs) slipped his parents notes under the door and eventually murdered them. Perhaps his father was abusive, which would make sense to why he, you know, did what he did to him. And he, I'm sure he probably did flee and go to a, South American country and 
I mean, I, I don't know how it seemed like he was a little off. So I don't know how he would have had like a normal life after that. He probably was a little off forever. I don't think he like went off and had a family and children by any means. And if you are Charles's family, please reach out to us and let us know. <laughs> we would like to know what the, the real story, what happens. Please tell us. But yeah, no, I think that was a really good um, kind of sum up because I agree. I think that the things that you state make the most sense. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that is, uh, you think the same thing? I do. Yeah. I really do. I think, do you think he was in the CIA secretly. I think, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like some guy who's like approaching the CIA. He's like, you know what? I love my ham radio. And they're like, that's nice. That's nice, buddy. <laughs> no, but like maybe, you know, through his connections, maybe he didn't work with them or maybe he was kind of like a, I don't know, maybe some kind of like informant of some kind, but I don't think he was like a CIA operative. Well, right. When certainly. you think about how massive the CIA is and, you know, how many different roles there are within the CIA, certainly not everyone associated with the CIA is exactly a secret operative right. and trying to assassinate JFK on the grassy knoll. I right. mean, and if you ever watched Alias, you would know that too. Not everyone works for the CIA. I never saw that. It's a really good show, I have to say. And you know who's really good in it? I just want to give a shout out. It's really random. I love him and everything he's ever done. Victor Garber. He's an incredible actor. Oh, I like him. Right? I do like him. He is great in everything he does. Yeah, I I can't think of anything else he was in. Titanic. Okay, but more crime. I I know I've seen him in a show, like an alias-like kind of show. Sure. But I can't um, place it right now. He but was I do... also in the first Wives Club. Okay. He also recently appeared on the new Sex in the City series, which is not great, by the way. That's I a discussion for another time. It. It's not. Maybe don't. See I watch it. a lot of documentaries. So maybe he'll be in one of those. But for good reasons. Yeah. No. Oh. Like he would be the narrator. <laughs> like he would. Like he would <laughs> not be... like for like a. <laughs> no. No. We love we love you, Victor Garber. This is we this is like the Maury Povich shout out episode. It's like a weird shout out to We love you, Victor. Not as much as Maury. <gasps> Don't say that. I love him. This is okay, it's just getting weird now. Uh, <laughs> it's just getting weird. Um Yeah, so that's the icebox murders. Do you have any other thoughts or anything else you want to share? I, think, I mean I think I we covered it. Yeah, I think we covered it. I think you have to truly be a depraved person to slice anyone up yeah, like that. Sure. Let alone put it in the refrigerator. Why was it in the refrigerator? We never even at least wrap it that. in the refrigerator. Or flush it down the toilet with the rest of the well, stuff. Well, it probably didn't fit. I hate to because it gives me a bad throw visual. It in the garbage. Why are you preserving it? Like, was he planning on coming back and eating it? Like, why? Oh, why was it in the refrigerator? Not a thought that had occurred to me, but that's a good question. And again, to Charles's family, if you know the answer to those questions, please reach out to us and let us know. That's weird. That's weird. Oh, That's a good point. Bones? Where were the bones? In the meat. They were stacked, stacked up. I don't know. It sounds like yeah. meat, but yeah, I guess there had. I don't know. Yeah, had to be bones there too. Well, that was the saw. Remember, he had the saw. For the, I know. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're it not, wasn't right. Whoever did it wasn't right. We're not I gonna think ruminate. It was likely him. Yeah, on the grotesqueness, and but, that is. Absolutely horrible. It truly, it truly is horrible. And um, you know, it would have been nice if they could catch up with him so there could be some justice for his uh 
his family, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out that way, but hopefully wherever he wound up, if he did it, karma got him. If he did it, which like I said, we're not ever going to say directly without any proof, but probably he did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that's basically it. Wow. That's basically it. That's a lot. Um, and I just want to thank everyone for listening. This has been true crime time the podcast where it's always time for true crime and I haven't asked you for a while. So I'm going to do it now. Please rate review and subscribe. Please rate review and subscribe. Uh, that helps us make more content for you. And that's the goal at the end of the day. Right? So that's everything. And we'll see you or I will. I don't know about you. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.